Future Sense is a podcast edited from the radio show of the same name, broadcast on Bay FM in Byron Bay, Australia at bayfm.org. Hosted by Nick Jeans and well-known international futurist Steve McDonald, Future Sense provides a fresh, deep analysis of global trends and emergent technologies. How can we identify the layers of growth, personally, socially, and globally? What are the signs missed, the truths being denied? Science, history, politics, psychology, ancient civilizations, alien contact, the new psychedelic revolution, cryptocurrency, and other disruptive and distributed technologies, and much more. This is Future Sense. Yeah, we're, uh, we're talking about uh, multidimensional layers of awareness and how they manifest and move forward through the different layers of consciousness as identified by Claire W. Graves in the model that we work with here on this station, on this show often. And we're going to move into second tier consciousness now, which is where we're beginning to emerge into. Yeah, so thanks to what unfolds in layer six, this transition into second tier becomes possible and some of the really important aspects of of the enabling factors um, are the the reconnection with the physical body, uh, which which was sort of uh, you know by policy disconnected back in that sort of religious science split that happened way back, um, and a return to older practices through the kind of ex- the interest and experimentation that takes place during layer six. You know we we revisit and rediscover the importance the usefulness of these older traditional practices of moving the body uh, which ground us and allow us to connect and become more aware of the body and what's going on in our body and the energy moving through it and associated meditation and uh, ideally all of that wrapped up into one kind of practice if you can find a, a practice that involves moving the body and meditating at the same time uh, and for example for uh, for example yoga Chikung, uh, Chikung, those yeah. sorts, yeah, sorts yes. of things. Yeah. yeah, again, you know, often Eastern mm. practices. Yes, uh, and the associated enhancement of our sensory perception that comes with those things. So, just expanding our awareness of what's going in, going on, and going in our body. <laughs> um, you know, is is really the start of that. And so over time, that then opens the possibility of this transition to second tier. Uh, and, and of course, there are other things, uh, as we mentioned earlier, the use of plant medicines and those sorts mm. of things is, can also be an important mm. factor. Of course, in, diet generally. Yeah, absolutely. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. And, and all of these things are interrelated. And often, you know, when we start doing one of these things, we'll be drawn to do other things because if, you know, when we reconnect with our body and actually become more aware of what our body's telling us and how our body feels we tend to want to change what we're putting into our body because we notice how we feel when we put different foods into our body and that kind of thing and then eventually we go through that change process that happens in between each one of these value sets and and bearing in mind too that these values are accumulating as layers so in a nested kind of a way and so by the time we come to the, the completion of layer six, we've got six layers mm. inside us with all of those different characteristics. Like Russian dolls. Exactly, like Russian dolls. Uh, and then we go through that change process and given supportive life conditions, which are really critical. You know, if you haven't got the supportive life conditions, uh, you'll, you, you won't necessarily shift. Um, and uh, we can have this momentous leap occur in the second tier consciousness, which brings a sudden increase in multidimensional awareness in the waking state of consciousness Mm. so all of a sudden we become aware of things that are going on around us while we're in the waking state which previously were invisible to us and to some extent that happens during each values transition you know we've got Mm -hmm. these these subtle 
um, increases in sensory perception that are mm. that are happening. Some of the more um, obvious previous ones are just the sense of being connected to other people mm. uh, in in ways that we hadn't felt before, and that's mm. a particular characteristic of the layer six. Mm. You know, feeling that connection within our, our network of friends. Now it would seem to be things like synchronicity, the awareness of synchronicity, for example, and so the, the connectivity is there, but now it's like there is uh, extraordinary meetings of ideas, people, situations, uh, information that might come in various ways, and, and the you uh, become aware of the connect connectivity on a, on a much broader, bigger level. And yeah. This is where the systems of systems come in. The system so of systems. when you start perceiving that, yeah. then, then, the, then the picture gets a little larger. Exactly. <laughs> a little and, more and complex. The pattern recognition is a big factor in second tier. So as we move into this seventh layer, uh, which which we might call integral, because one aspect of it is we start to get this left, left brain, right brain integration, whereas previously in all the six layers we've been biasing our perception of the world through either left brain or right brain. Uh, we get that integration, we can see patterns, we can feel things that we couldn't feel before and the fact that these value systems exist in us and in other people becomes obvious in a, in a very direct way that just hasn't been present before. So that's, that's a big thing. And with everything that we've accumulated in our journey through the first six stages and the things that we've learned about science and quantum science and all those sorts of things, we go on this rapid learning curve at layer seven where we're looking at all these patterns figuring out very quickly how they all fit together and reconciling all the historical stories, all the rule sets, all the practices and seeing them all as a sort of a stepped process of slowly building us to, to where we are now and at this place where we can integrate all of those and see how they all fit together. And, and that really puts us on track for the merger of science and spirituality and starting to see, okay, well, those things that they're talking about there and that old belief system actually sound like the quantum potentials, you know, which are sitting there and waiting to pop up in a 3D reality. Mm. Um, I often wonder about uh, the, the photon experiment where, I can't remember what it's actually called, where one photon on one side... Well, not that yeah. one, but no, the idea that uh, one photon on one side of the universe, one photon on the other side of the universe, oh, yeah, literally... Yeah, entanglement. You affect, entanglement, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Uh, Einstein's term, you... you uh, you affect uh, something on this photon and instantaneously beyond time and space uh, the effect is on the other side of the what world. What gets really interesting is there's not just two of these photons connected but all, all of, them of them entangled. Right. That gets fascinating. Which is, um, you know, in Hindu mythology they call that Indra's net. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, which is a net of, uh, of multifaceted jewels as it's described which reflects each uh, each reflection, uh, each ex expression equally everywhere at all, all, at all times. So everything's reflected in each other continually. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and that's the kind of pattern recognition that, mm. you know, is prominent in layer seven is we can look at mm. those stories and say, ah, oh, okay, I actually see that that is yeah. this. Yeah. 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 And so it all starts to come together. Can you talk a bit about yeah. intuition as a factor here because intuition has been, you know, much even maligned and certainly poo-pooed for quite a long time within layer five, even though, you know, some creatives will say they use intuition, things are counterintuitive, these sort of expressions, but it's not really talking, I don't think, about intuition as as truly means that and that seems to really be emerging now and the, the, uh, the trust in that is something that is is evolving or needs to develop in, in people. Is that How would you comment on that? Yeah. Um, one way to look at this journey of growth is that we're slowly pulling stuff into mm. the waking state that previously resided in the dream state or the causal state. And so where our awareness of the existence of those things while we're awake and our capacity to interact with and work with them is increasing. 
So right through all the value systems, you're going to find people who are intuitive, people who suddenly you know mm. just have the, the right ideas popping into their head yes. or, or can somehow channel some interdimensional mm. intelligence and mm. deliver useful and uh, workable solutions to problems. Uh, and at each layer as we through the value systems when that happens we interpret it from where we're at so you know if we're living in an animistic world and that happens then we're probably going to make sense of it by okay the spirit of the mountain spoke through Mitch and, and it said, as it does as yeah. it always we've, I've seen that happen you know and it said don't sit under the coconut tree because one's about to fall that kind of Ow! stuff um, yeah and and so intuition looks different depending on which value system that it's occurring in mm. because it's mm. explained it's made sense of in different ways mm. according to different value sets different perceptions of the world uh, but it's it's really it's essentially the same thing you know it's just how we're interpreting it is different mm. uh, and by the time that we get through to second tier we've started to pull that empty witnessing state into waking consciousness and so we become disentangled from the previous six value systems and we can kind of sit separate and observe them you know and the reason that we're disentangled is because we're separate we're able to see them as separate things mm. we're sitting apart from them somehow and able to witness them and so the more we can pull in from the from that multi-dimensional realm into the waking state the clearer the picture is going to become and so by the time we get into second tier intuition can become uh, pure in, in in the sense that it's not flavoured by any of the first six value systems. Mm. You know, it's not flavoured by modulated it's by not flavoured by religion. It's yes. not flavoured by, you know, scepticism. More but, direct perception. Yeah, yeah. Uh, One of my favourite analogies is, mm. you know, particularly for the second tier, is the fish jumping out of the fishbowl. And just imagine living in a fishbowl your entire life. You, you're in the water. You don't even know the water. Sense the water. You just are in it. And by jumping out, looking back, oh my gosh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's very descriptive. You know, it's a very useful description for this second tier emergence is all of a sudden you look back at the world and go, hey, whoa, I was in that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, second tier is a, is a really, really significant uh, emergence in terms of this multidimensional awareness. And, and as I said, we, we seem to get some of the empty witnessing capacity at least uh, becoming resident in our waking consciousness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that, what that does is it, uh, it gives us tremendous freedom to um, compute and resolve challenges and problems in life. You know, mm-hmm. the, as Graves said, you know, there's more, more capacity in layer seven than there is in the previous six layers added up. Yeah. You know, it's, it's extraordinary. So, I mean, simply put, you could just say more connections in more ways and more available more of the time, essentially. Yeah, more processing more. power if you want to use mm-hmm. a computer analogy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like our hard drive's just been completely defragged. All of those files that we're actually filling up the hard drive have been condensed into like one tenth of the hard drive now and we've got all that spare uh, space to play with and our our um, processor power you know is increased abound yeah yeah exactly Uh, just wanted to throw in when you're talking earlier uh the notion of ideas coming in various ways, mentioning British scientist Rupert Sheldrake and the morphogenetic field. This yeah. and thought that's a that's a really interesting transition that's occurred mm. into what we're talking about here. That kind of scientific understanding, or at least the theory about how ideas come through. That's they? right. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a very non-material concept yes. for which poor old Rupert's been slammed by mainstream science. But that, yes. you know, he's a he's a groundbreaker, and that's what he's happens. a groundbreaker, and he keeps on going too. So yeah, shows uh, what's actually happening is you know, these people may have been um, um, you know tuned into the field yeah yeah 
clearly. Yeah, so back to your question about intuition. I mean, one way to, to explain the second tier version of intuition is that it, it is uh, without influence, you know, by those first six value systems. You could see it uh, as tapping into the quantum realm of possibilities. And uh, I, I kind of, I used to use this concept of, of a funnel to explain, you know, the further you go into the future, the broader the range of possibilities becomes because of free choice and because of all the influential factors on what actually emerges as a reality in this dimension. Mm. The, the closer in, in our time that you are to the, the event, the fewer possibilities there are of how it's going to unfold. And so uh, somehow in second tier, we, we start to be able to sense into that funnel a bit further mm. and, and feel, you know, and directly intuit what might be about to happen or what's most likely to happen mm. or what the most likely solution to a problem in the future mm. is and those sorts of things. I love the funnel. Uh, reminds me of Aldous Huxley, of course, in the Doors of Perception. He used that very simple analogy of the availability of information is vast, and in previous levels of consciousness, we had to sort of funnel it into a very narrow appreciation just to make sense of the world, and that that's what's opening up now, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, very true. And then uh, going into the to layer eight, uh, we don't have a lot of data from from Grace's research around that because of the very few people that he found in layer eight, but we get a, a further richness added to this uh, multidimensional awareness. And my sense of it is that uh, we start to then poke into the unity of consciousness space in terms of our waking state experience of the world. There's a more direct feeling and understanding and awareness of the connection of everything. Um, that's again hard to put into words and, and um, like I said earlier on when I was describing at the start of the, the uh, show the, the unity consciousness state is by definition impossible to describe but, but somehow we, we start to feel it in some way more in, in layer 8 than we have ever before um, but there's more research and, and more documentation to mm. be done when it comes, we're nearly out of time, of course, on the show, a couple more minutes here. Um, when it comes to applying all of this to the, and this is a big topic, of course, but to the solutions of, of the challenges we face on the planet at, at the moment, how do you see, in a nutshell, how this factors into finding the, the necessary solutions that we, we're clearly in need of right now? Uh, the, the, the practical application... Uh, it's kind of something that that just resolves itself. I mean, when you're in a value set, you know, you you behave and think and operate according to the value set. So it's not something that you need to kind of find in a book and write down. It's just going to emerge um, naturally. And it's interesting to look at the media that has, you know, come out in the last you know ten to fifteen years and some of the stuff that's around at the moment and see how these ideas are being presented in the media. And if there's been some sort of uh, amazing pieces like the Matrix series, for example, um, which have really interestingly presented this concept of, of popping out of one value system, one uh, reality, uh, and then popping into another, which brings you awareness, not of just that other reality, but a capacity to look back into the other reality and interact with it in a very, very different way. Uh, yeah. And uh, I guess Avatar was another great example, Avatar, wasn't it? And, and, and even uh, the Wachowskis doing uh, Sense8, uh, the Sense television eight. show, though, about these future humans that are having extrasensory awareness. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so. that, that's another great example. The, the Sensate series, yeah. And the film Inception, which is Inception interesting too. Another, another one. one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, diving into the dreams mm -hmm. and, and going from one dream into another dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
his sort of idea of time timeline jumping also is, mm. is uh, inherent in some of these ideas too, isn't it? Which is another way that sort of breakdown of the linear time conception that we've had for such a long time. Yeah, and all of them really built around this idea of there being a number of successively deeper states of consciousness that we can access somehow and we can bring back information from and then start to integrate aspects of those other states of consciousness in our waking state or at least awareness of them yeah, yeah and yeah. access to them it uh, looks like we'll have to wind it up there for this morning for future sense this morning thanks for joining us out there uh, and uh, we'll be with you next week here on uh, on Bay FM, and of course, stay tuned in a couple of days for the edited podcasts of this show, which will be available through FutureSense.it. Thanks, thanks, Steve McDonald. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, thanks guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, See you next week. You've been listening to Future Sense, a podcast edited from the radio show of the same name, broadcast on Bay FM in Byron Bay, Australia, at bayfm.org. Future Sense is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. The future is here now. It's just not evenly distributed.